Hello, and welcome back to the SpoilerCast, the show where we talk about movies, and we don't care about spoiling them. My name is Tobias, and with me, as always, is my sister and trusty co-host, Rebecca. Hello! Hello! And we are here in the sweltering desert sun of Arrakis, <laughs> as you can see, because today, we are finally talking about Dune, part two. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh... Uh, it's it's uh, it's funny because I was not at all, well, not I'm not gonna say it, not at all. I wasn't really super hyped for this, to be honest. Um, because if you remember, way back in the day in 2021, way back in the day, well, it's been a while. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the first movie. I thought it was good. I mean, it's a good movie, of course, but I was kind of underwhelmed. There was a lot of like, yeah. Cool, big, epic scenes, yes. but it failed to capture that. <clears throat> there was something that weird feeling of the, the that is all over the book. Yes, um, I don't know if you if you know that, but I'm a gigantic fan of the book. Uh, I think we mentioned that in the episode on the first movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's one and of those the, uh, one of the few books I've read several times, and I and I read it a long, long time ago, like twenty years ago, if not more. Um, so I was like, eh, and especially since it wasn't the whole story, it was really, really kind of the, the, only the opening of the story, really. It's not, it's yes. not even like half the book. No, it's like the first fourth of the book, maybe. Basically. Yeah. So I remember back then saying like, I, you know, I can't really judge this because I haven't seen the whole thing yet. So I was kind of like, yeah, it's cool, but whatever. That's why we called it a bombastic experience. It's huge, big and loud, but kind of yes. empty. Uh, I don't know what you what, but you liked it, right? You I I liked it, but I agreed that the, it felt like we were missing some parts of the story. We're missing too much of the story for it to actually be a full last, full movie. Even if it's a part one, you should still have middle ending and a middle a beginning, beginning middle and end. Yeah. And this <laughs> literally just ends but, in the middle. Yes, sort so, uh, of. Part in one the more literally more or less ends in the be- the beginning of the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it felt like something was missing, but it was uh, overall. It's a very, it's a very well produced and beautiful oh, movie. Sure, yeah. Which which did capture me in the beginning. Rewatching it though, it's not as breathtaking because you can focus more on the the story and lack thereof, I guess, or mm. you know, the lack not thereof. finished story. Yeah, lack of plot because not a lot yes. happens in that first movie. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Like um, I said, when we sat down today, it's it's a very long intro, basically. Yes, because this is if you've read the book, you knew you know this before even watching the movie. This is where all the stuff happens. Yes, this is where all the prophecies and the 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 war and you know the the becoming becoming legend and stuff like that. That's that's where this happens, you know. Yes. Um. So let's but let's then get into the the second movie. Uh. Because uh, yeah, we we just saw it. Um, yes. Like. Literally an hour ago I think or something. It ended about an hour ago, yeah. We went home. Um, so I'm just going to ask you, what did you think of Dune Part 2? 
I thought it was pretty exciting. It was almost as as big and grand, grand as the first movie. Not quite, but it had it had its moments. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit too long, and and something's something's. It's weird to say that they dragged on, but they kind of did. Yeah. Because some moments were a little bit too long, which made the movie too long. You know. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. Maybe I need to like digest it more. I'm kind of disappointed. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I, I, I think I like painted this picture in my head, and it didn't quite meet that expectation. No, and and that's understandable some because things, like are too slow, and then some things are way too fast. Yeah. Because uh, you read the book pretty, you read it before the first movie came out. Yes, just, I finished it when we watched the first movie. Yeah, so one. you read it pretty recently. I started reading it, but I, I've been in a reading slump for years, so I, I didn't finish it in time for for that movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I haven't I haven't actually read it for like fifteen years. It was the last time I read it? But I, it's it's one of those stories where you know the big beats and even certain certain yeah. details are just etched into your head because it's so well written. Yes. Um. But there were, th- but so there were things I was like, oh yes, that th- they captured that, and it feels like they're changing stuff over sure. here and over there. But overall, uh, yeah, it's 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 one of those books that you can never you can never one hundred percent like uh, Re- capture recreate. it. Yeah, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, 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 uh, of course not. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why, yeah, as an adaptation, it's gonna fall short. Even though it is, I think it is a very good adaptation. Definitely. Yeah. As a movie, though, I gotta say, I loved it. See, I think I need to digest it. I think I'm gonna appreciate it more if I give it some time. Yeah. Because we just finished it. We haven't talked about it. I mean, by the end of this episode, you've probably changed my mind. (laughs) No, I I just thought this was so much more uh, uh, exciting. I mean, not just that we have more action, but there's a lot more action. A lot more, you know, focus on the, the... uh, uh, the Fremen attacks on the harvesters and on Harkon and all that. Um, mm, but there's also, like I said, there's 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 more to the characters. They have more to yes. do. It's yes. not just them waiting around for things to happen. It's literally more of everything. Yeah, and we get to uh, the the coolest part of the book where where uh, where Neo, I mean uh, uh, Paul, becomes <laughs> you know he becomes one with the universe basically. Yes. Uh, and, st- and starts turning into space Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, this is this is this is even though there's a lot of stuff around it at its core, this is very much just the hero's journey. Yeah. Uh, even though I know in later books, I've only read the first two books, it changes a lot. Um, sure. And I, I, I mean, the first book is the hero's journey, oh, yeah. and then obviously it yeah. develops. Um, Can't do the hero's journey throughout. What is it like five books or something? I think it's six. Six books, even. Originally three, then I, they made three more, I think, after he died. Right, like the sun or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I get the feeling because... Or maybe I'm just misremembering this. Um, but Paul... Are we just going to get into spoilers right away? I mean, we're, we're like seven minutes in. Can we uh, okay, try okay, to okay. elongate it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just talk more about <laughs> what I liked about it. Like I said, yes. yeah, I... Um, I like that it was more intimate. It didn't feel as uh, it didn't feel as um, clinical, because um, yes. it w- didn't all take place in like big empty rooms. It was it there's was a, more out in the desert. Dif- yeah. 
what's it called? The 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 difference between uh, the first movie and this movie because of the setting. Yeah. There's a lot more, and it, a lot of it takes place in the sieges, which are you know big, big halls, but it's more, more, uh, more intimate. Natural? Everyone's sitting together, more natural. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, organic shapes instead of yeah, exactly. Uh, Bauhaus blocks. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's like there's like handheld shots in the beginning, which yes. I don't think we saw a single one of in the original or the first movie. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I like that they there was there was more agency to the characters. They had more to do, um, and there was an actual like progression of plot here. Yes. Um, so it, it was exciting. Yes, it was a little long, mm. but I I didn't really feel it until the last half hour. That's when I started like ah. I had like the last forty five minutes. I was like okay. Wait, how, first of all, I, I I started thinking, how are they gonna fit everything up until the end? Yeah. But then when we saw the end, I was like, all oh, right, that does go by rather quick in the book. Yeah, as well, the actually. ending is sort Very of abrupt. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's even worse though in the '84 movie. Remember, it's like five minutes. Oh, yeah. After yeah. after he becomes uh, Muad'Dib, they're like, "Okay, we're gonna attack the emperor now." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they did it better here. I gotta say that. I, I gotta say now this because back in 2021, I would still consider David Lynch's Dune the the better Dune movie because it captured the weirdness better, the weirdness sure. and the, the the strange you know visions and dreams and all that better. Yes. Than, the, than part one did. Here, though, they do, they have a lot more involvement of dreams and visions, and the the visions get weird. Yeah. Um, and 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 the, the, I'd say this is now my favorite Dune movie. It de- it captures the feeling of the book, the best so far. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um. Oh, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. And I gotta say, like, we haven't watched a lot of new movies yet. We're still in the no. beginning of the year, <laughs> but like, this is the best movie I've seen all year. A uh, new movie, well, so uh, far. Yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, all year. Yeah, sure. Um, Much like we said with part one that year, it's it's hard because it is not only just a good movie with a great story in this case, but it's it's so goddamn well produced. Yes. There's there's so much detail in every single like image. Yeah, that it just it just it just feels fantastic. Like you kind of forget that you're watching a movie. Yeah, it's watching it's very... a story unfold, not just a movie. You know. Yeah, it's very very meticulous. Mm-hmm. Like the last time a big blockbuster movie like this had this uh, attention to detail, I would say is like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, basically. Um, or I guess part one. <laughs> well, I would say Re- Re- Return of the King. Yeah, maybe. No, I meant yeah. Dune Part One. Oh, sure. What? Not this. But Dune Part One also had those those. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, but that that's also something I think in the future we're gonna discuss it as one movie. This really should have been one yes. movie. You yes. could have made like this together is almost six hours long. Mm-hmm. You could. I know you would have had to cut some corners and stuff, which you always do when you tell a you know adapt a book. You could have told the entire story in like three and a half hours. Yes. You could have probably done it in three if you really wanted to. Mm, yeah. There's a lot of slow things in the beginning in the first movie. Yeah, that, that part could have been could sped have up. Been sped up, yes, no. and cut. And even in part two, there are... No, I wouldn't say there are moments you can cut out, but you could probably shorten well, them. 
the arena fight with Fade Raban. Or Fade Rautha, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Like, is that even in the book? Oh, yes, it is. And it feels much longer in the book. Oh, really? Yes. I thought they just mentioned that he does things like that. Not that we actually, like, get to no, be I there. I think we get to be there, even. Okay. Oh, sure. I think they captured that part very well in this one. Um, yeah. With the, the visual and, and, like, the actual action and stuff. Okay. Yeah, because... I, I I thought the Harkonnen. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him Harkonnen. Yes. Not Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Um, Harkonnen. <laughs> the Harkonnen felt more like Harkonnen in this. Sure, they were deceitful in the first movie, but they were just they were just like our angry at Atreides. Yeah. But here you were. There were like you know there were uh, conflict within the family as well, which yes. felt a lot more like in the book. Yes, definitely. But that's but I th- I think all of honestly <clears throat> all of those criticisms were. The first movie lacked certain details like that. It's because the first movie was really just the first 20% of the book. Exactly. And so much more happens in this movie. Yes. So. Uh, it, it The first movie was strange, a strange percentage of the book. You should have yeah. had more. Yeah. They could have, I mean, if you look at part two, there were, there was a moment in part two where you basically could have cut it instead. Which one? Like you could have, you could have kept going until they actually got to the siege, for example, or um, even yeah. shortly after that, you could have cut it. So you could have added more to the first movie and reduced the second movie a little bit, yeah. making the split more even. Yeah, uh, a little bit at least. Yeah, no, I'm, th- I'm thinking like because this movie has, I'm thinking of the the original movie, the 1984 yes. movie, has a montage where. After after Paul becomes Muad'Dib Usul, he yeah. like trains he trains the Fremen in the in the mm-hmm. w- the weirding way, which yes. that is a thing in the book, right? Yes, they have the speaking weapons or whatever, it's shouting weapons and stuff. Yes, that, which is completely removed here. For I I understand why, but it's also that's part of that weirdness that I love about that movie. Yes, or book. Sorry, book. Um, in this movie, they have a a um a montage of. Paul and the Fremen attacking, you know, uh, you know, doing acts of terrorism basically, or acts basically, of rebellion. Yeah. 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 Um, and both of those are in the book, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I honestly think you could just remove in this version, you remove that part because we know that they do the attacks. They could have just cut you through could, six months later, and the the, the legend you could of have had like one. Yeah, and the legend of Muad'Dib has grown. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You you just have you just have people in the Harkonnen like control room saying like, "Damn it! For six months they've been attacking us. Why can't we find this desert demon Muad'Dib?" You know, instead yeah, of yeah, exactly. So that's where you can start like cutting stuff out, and and honestly, it's not cutting out though. It's cutting down. Cutting down. Yeah. Imagine if the first movie ended when Paul drinks the water of life. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could have had more. And it ends on him. Spoilers. Dying. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where just bum, 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 goes to black. That would have been much better, I think. And then the second movie and could then have been would have had shorter. A little bit, but you still could have had it pretty long. You still could have had more of the, um, the, the like, actually convincing people. Because even though he has had the drink of life, it takes a while before all everybody agrees that he might be... Yeah. Uh, Lisa Al Gaib or whatever they call yeah. them. Yeah, and the same the so second many movie names for the same person. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, and the second movie focuses 
purely on him as uh, the pro- a prophet. Yes, and the the, the, f- the actual rebellion. Yeah, the first movie is is focusing on him on him as a person. Yeah, yeah, that would because that's what the first movie kind of lacked. We we needed to get to know Paul a little bit better in the first movie to understand that he changes a lot in the second movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you can you can definitely we... feel that as you read the book, but yes. here it feels like two different people. Yes, because of where it cuts off in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Even though we have that first scene that literally starts off uh, like right after the first after, movie yeah. ends, yeah. Um, there's still a change in him because of how the first movie ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of that fight with the uh, uh, Jamis in Jamis. the end. Yeah, because that's the tipping point. Obviously, that's yeah. where he. Takes his first life. He becomes a different person. Yeah, I am. So I, when we start this movie, he's already been changed technically, and those those like, say twenty minutes we missed in between, when they just walked in the desert. Mm. That's where he realized, oh shit, this is what I've done, and now this is me. Basically. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I am really looking forward to forward forward to um, <laughs> to the fan cuts of this of this movie. Yes, cutting together to parts and like getting rid of some of the fat or if they yeah, do or if honestly, they do a, uh, a like official release at some point they do, honestly, a, they just, do a Villeneuve cut <laughs> there's a thing though uh, tomorrow they're yeah. showing oh, these know, yeah. as a as a marathon mar- marathon marathon sh- viewing so yeah. you watch part one and then two all together that might be how you're supposed to watch them. Yeah, because I mean... Though without... I'm not excited to sit down for six hours, so I'm no. not going to do it now. I'll do it later when I can do it at home. Yeah. <laughs> when they're both on HBO Max, I'll do yes. that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you cut out the end credits of the first movie and just cut directly to the beginning of the second one, that that's that's almost... There's no like, there's no time you're in between. You're not missing anything. No, yeah. Because um, the only thing that happens in between that is they walk, so you just start on a different... Part of the desert, basically. Yeah. But they haven't gotten that far, obviously. They did, however, because the movie actually starts with uh, quotes from the princess, the emperor's yes. da- uh, daughter, Princess Irulan. Um, which they I. They never I, mention her name. I know, I know. They just call her the princess. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, later on in the story, she's the one who, like, uh, she, she is his. Um, she becomes his like uh, what's it called when a chronicler? Yeah, chronicles the life of Paul Muadib. Yeah, uh, and that, you know all those there's all those excerpts from her books in the book. She's basically the narrator. In yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and even in the the uh, the eighties movie. Yeah, it starts with her explaining everything. Basically, <laughs> the beginning is a great place to start a story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, I because I, I, I honestly thought they were gonna like start with a jump back and actually do that scene from the movie, which is from the original movie or the first movie, which is not explicitly in the book, but it's mentioned. It's mentioned here as well, where yeah. we where we see the emperor um, uh, make the make the plans with Harkonnen. Yes, I thought they were gonna start with that and then cut to Paul in the desert with his mom, which they didn't do, but they did do the whole. Um, Princess Irland uh, talking yeah. about what's going on in the in the in the world or in the universe right now. So I like. I that. feel like her role was a little bit too small in this, but I understand why because they're focusing wholeheartedly on on uh, Paul's 
uh, point of view, obviously. Yeah. So having too many moments with just her is going to be a bit weird. But then but also, still... she doesn't really come into the story until the towards the end. What she no, really but is, she has is... so much more to say, though. Yes, because of the excerpts from her books. Yeah. And um, I feel like those could have been more included somehow. Yeah, because they explain so much. Mm-hmm. They 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 help with like passage of time and stuff, and that that's yes. hard to do in a movie. I understand that. That's why it works as a book, but that's also why it's hard to to film this book. Yeah, that's one of the things. Because I'm gonna get into a spoiler now. Sure. We're like fifteen. We're, plus we're twenty minutes in. in. Yeah. Spoilers from here on out. Spoilers. That's one thing that really threw me off. The time, how much time actually passed. Mm. Um, especially since the baby sister, I still haven't looked up what her name yeah, is. Yeah, what is her name? <clears throat> um, she, she's not born in this. And it, that really messes with the timeline for me. It does, because she, she gets born... Uh, Paul Trader's sister, Aliyah. Oh, right, Aliyah, yeah. Yeah. She is, she gets... Her her uh, development accelerates after um, mom, whatever her name is, Rebecca Ferguson, Jessica, yeah. drinks the water of life. Yeah. And therefore she's born early and then she uh, ages quicker. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's born uh, like... like uh, Her mind a, is already A ready Bene Gesserit. Yeah, because of the yeah. water of life. She's already experienced everything that happened before. Yeah. Through her mother. Which is, which is, that, cause she's like on, at least in the book or in the second book. You haven't read the second book, right? No, no. I've only read the first one. But in the, in the first book as well, when they explain her as a character, she's like on par, power wise with Paul. The only oh, yes. difference is, he's a man, which I think is such a nice. <laughs> yeah. And she's also like five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. she acts like a 20 year old. Yeah, but she has the, 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 well, really, I was going to say she has the Quizzes Hadrack powers. That's just that's just Bene Gesserit powers, but in a man. Yes, that's a really yes. the difference. She has, she has the same powers as a revenant mother, basically. Yeah, exactly. But in the body of a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was weird that she didn't show up. Of course, she doesn't really have much to do in no. the book. But it is no. it is once again one of those weird things, like because because Jessica drank the water of life, her child yeah. came out different, you know. Because they don't. Uh, introduce her as a a living pe- person in the movie. You kind of could have cut her out completely. You didn't have to have Jessica be pregnant almost. But that becomes a big problem if you're going to film the other books. Yes. Now the question is, are they going to film the other books? <laughs> They're going to have to because this this ends on a cliffhanger. That's true. More does. than the book does. But so does the uh, the the um, David Lynch one. No, well, no, well, sort of, but that actually, it actually ends with, you know, uh, like, um, and in the future, Dune became green again. Oh, yeah, that's true, they do talk about We're not going to film the other books, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he he took over the role as emperor, and Dune became green. That's true, that's true. So, no, they, like, and I mean, obviously, I mean, they're not going to say, oh, no, we won't film the next one. We don't want to make more money. <laughs> of course, because this is obviously going to be big. Like, we, sure, saw, this, I mean, we saw this on a, had... Monday, a Monday afternoon, early afternoon, and it was yeah. packed in one of Sweden's biggest uh, theaters. And as we were leaving, hundreds and Four hundreds people of people were... were swarming in to watch the next screening. 
they did choose a really good week for Sweden because it's uh, it's a it's a uh, uh, winter winter kind of like spring break. Yeah, I don't know what you call it. Sport law, no, it's not. It's spring. A, yeah, it's it's a break. It's a break. It's a short. For it's a short break for school people. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people just went to see it because they're obviously off work or off school. Yeah. Um, you happen to have the day off. Yeah. I uh, got approved the day from off. my um my manager to skip half the day to go to movies because <laughs> yeah. my boss love movies loves movies as well so she's very kind when it comes to that <laughs> shout out my boss i guess <laughs> um but i yeah i there were other things that i feel kind of disappeared um i i want to remember a fight scene in like a hangar or something with uh, Gurney, what's his name? Gurney um, Halleck. Halleck. Which. See, those are the I, details that I don't remember, like specific fights. I don't remember that. So I, but I, I think can't they kind of like. They, they, in, they merged that with the like attack in general when he gets to um, take revenge, basically. Yeah. On Raban. Because I think that's when it happens. Oh, okay. And also. Um, the whole like like almost domestic moments between uh Paul and uh and uh, um Chani Chani they're supposed to have like their own little house and they play they play house basically yeah yeah they downplay that part yeah which is they weird never, because Paul their relationship never is very really, important to Paul in the book yeah Paul and Jessica never really get to settle into the siege no yeah because it feels like they're so quick to leave it I don't remember if it's in the first siege or in the second siege that they make a home, but in one of them, they settle down, more or less. Yeah. I th- I, I might be misremembering, but maybe they even have a kid? I don't remember they that. they talk about having children? I no, think that they do. Either, either they have one or Paul has a vision of their ch- child in the future. Yes. Something like that. And that made Chani, the character Chani, um, feel less developed because we don't get to see enough of her actually being in love. No, yeah. And like no, loving yeah. him and being that's what comfortable I wanted, with him. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Because in this movie, she's very much um, uh, opposed to Paul being uh, um, uh, the Lisan Al-Gaib. Well, no, more yeah. deep he is, but oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Listen, okay. he, the, the you know the, the chosen one, the chosen one, yeah, uh, <laughs> the Messiah, because because uh, she 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 knows that the Bene Gesserit, you know, orchestrated orchestrated all. it all. But in the, yeah, so so in this movie, there's almost like a, a divide between the between uh, or within the Fremen. Like some of them are super devout; they're fundamentalist. Yeah. Well, some of them are like, "No, that's crazy. This is this is just the way that you know they they hold you down, basically." Yeah, is that in the book, where she basically just goes off on her own in the end? Because she does that in this movie. I don't remember I don't think that she goes off on her own. But I know I do remember that there are the younger ones who are kind of like, "No, we're not gonna believe in the prophecy as much." Uh, I don't remember if they like point out that this is just the plans of the Bene Gesserit. Um, but there's definitely some people that go. Mm, Maybe he's not it. Maybe we shouldn't put our faith into this this prophecy. Mm. Instead, just make our own, you know, 
make our own fate or yeah. whatever. Um, but it, uh, she is supportive, more supportive in the book, despite not liking it. She doesn't like the whole thing, and she doesn't like the plans that he makes. Mm. She's afraid of losing him. And this one, it doesn't feel like she's afraid of losing him. She's just basically annoyed <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that is, you know, sort of rewritten for a modern audience. Might be. So, Might so, be. so that, you know... Uh, a, a a religious figure is the one who saves the universe, especially one that has been yeah. like um, uh, uh, um, it's not even like a real political or a real religious figure. It's been it's it's a it's a puppet of yeah. of uh, a shadow government basically. Yeah. However, I planned and planted for generations. <laughs> yeah. However, I th- I think um. That is missing. Like I said, I haven't read the rest of the books, but I I, I read like I I read about them, so I know what happens in them. And yeah. I, I I think it is kind of to to start introducing uh th- those kind of doubts about about him as as a as a prophet as a, as a savior already is too early. Because in the in the book he like he is he is the savior. Like yes. he, there's nothing wrong. Sure, he talks about you know seeing the future and what terrible things will happen in my name. Yeah, but the whole point is that he takes control over that. He 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 breaks the the plan that the Bene Gesserit has. Yes, I mean really, him being born is the beginning of breaking down their plans because he was not supposed well, yeah. to be born. No, he was supposed to be a girl. Exactly. <laughs> they were not planning. Just like I felt like. No, this is it. Yeah, because she's she, her uh, Leto wanted a, a son, and she she loved Leto. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, Honestly, she's a bit of a she's a bit of a, a bitch in all this. She just does what she wants herself for basically her own gain. Yeah. Well, she is setting plans in motion, plans that have been sure. there for de- centuries. But everyone else says that the plans are not ready. It's not now. It's no. in the future. And she's like, nah, nah, I'm going to make sure it's now. It's my, yeah. my time to shine, Once, once again, um, yeah. I mean, she defies two she, rules, which is, first of all, she births a boy when she should have had a girl. Yeah. And then her second child, she drinks the water of life while being pregnant, which no. is not approved. <laughs> no, and that—that's also like they're—they're really—they're—they are—they're. It's not like they're not playing into the Bene Gesserit's plans, which I think is a good no. thing because yeah, that is kind of no. weird. But at the same time, because because that's that's what they ex- explore more in the book. The the Bene Gesserit, It's not like they're like they're not doing it to like haha. We want to control the world. They're not like evil. Which they, no. they, they hint at in this when you pick the wrong side. There's sides. There's no sides yeah. in this. They, because they can see the past, present, and the future at the same time, and can see different. They're 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 Doctor Strange basically. Yeah. Um, uh, they set plans in motion to make sure that everything goes according to plan. To yeah. to make sure that because there is there is a backstory that they don't really talk about. At least not in the first book. But there is there is like a lot of lore and world building. Um, because this takes reading on the le- rest of the books. Yeah, because <laughs> this does take place eight thousand years into our future. Like these are humans, yes. but it's so far removed that it feels like a completely different world. Yeah. Um, but there were, you know, uh, like why, why, 
why they don't have computers anymore. They have Mentats instead and stuff like that. It's because there was like a great AI rebellion or robot rebellion oh, right. and stuff. They do mention that briefly, but there's more you can read about it. Um, so, I think you told me most of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and there's like, you know, the the, the place uh, or uh, the uh, the known universe, so to speak, where humans were, were a fucking horrible place for, for a long while. Yeah. So the Bene Gesserit, what they're doing is really to make sure that nothing goes wrong again. They're just trying to keep humanity alive. Yeah, and that's why they that's why they have plans within plans, within plans even. Dreams within dreams yes. and stuff like that. Like it goes so <laughs> far beyond like, well, oh, uh, I don't think we should listen to a false prophet, but you see, you need that prophet to succeed to make sure that that happens so that yes. then this happens. It's a whole long domino effect. Yeah. But the Bene Gesserit were hoping to maybe have someone that's more appropriate than Paul Atreides. Yeah. And maybe Cause that... Because he is one of the um, one of the futures, obviously. They knew that he would. But they also knew that they could have stopped him and just waited for the next one. Because they knew yeah. who that's supposed to be as well. Yeah. But no, Jessica went ahead and went, nope, it's going to be Paul. Yeah. And um, that that's what kind of makes him an actual messiah. Because he, yeah. he isn't actually planted. Seeds no. were planted, but he is something else. He wasn't technically supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and, 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 that's, and that's why I think he's, like, like good, so to speak. But I, sure. like I said, that's me speaking, because I have not read past the second book. So I don't know. However, oh. the way Timothy Chalamet portrays him in this part, too, kind of makes him... S- seem um a little bit um um Machtgolan. yeah um, um Ma- megalomaniacal yes but that is a little, thing. Bit, little bit he, that that's that happens in the much. book that he plays him very aggressive yes. yes but it is in the book though the whole thing like we, sh- we sure i need to rule as a harkonnen because when he finds out he is harkonnen oh yeah no definitely but i feel like we get he, he seems more more angry before he uh reveals that he is harkonnen yeah no, I know. And he's going to play it like in a Harkonnen. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like they're telling us that a little bit too late in the movie. Because um, it, it's af- it's, it feels like an af- afterthought. It's like, oh, that's why he's been acting this way. Yeah. Kind of strange. Uh, that is... Again, I think that would have helped, though, if we had the whole domestic stuff with Chani in between. Yeah. Because that's when we get to see him being, like, you know, loving and calm and still the prophet. I agree, definitely. Um, oh, by the way, I just to look up like dates and stuff. Uh, uh, Frank Herbert did write six books. Okay, they wrote more books after he died. So the they are oh, there Lord. are six official books, so to speak. Even though I know the other ones are official as well, but they're not sure, written sure, by him. But... Um, okay, so basically, we need to write read another five books. Yeah, you need to reread the first. I might have to read. Yeah, and I was gonna say like because. When we when we meet up with Paul again in the second book, some time has passed. I don't remember exactly how long. I think it's like four years or something. Yeah. He is kind of... Uh, he's not that way anymore. There's That book is a lot more just people sitting down and like talking. There's politics and stuff. So much politics. It's exciting. Which seems, but... it, it seems fitting, to be fair. Yeah. Because he does more or less start a war here. and uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, is, it isn't like warring nations. It's not... Nations that run around with a bunch of soldiers, really? No. It's 
politics. Yeah. So yeah, obviously they're gonna sit oh, down shit. and talk. It's actually But that's where his sister plays a big role, I think. Yes. She she she's more involved. It's actually been twelve years. Uh twelve years has passed since oh. the beginning of Paul Moody Batrady's rule as Emperor. By accepting, by accepting the role of Messiah to the Fremen, Paul has unleashed a jihad which conquered most of the known universe. Paul is yeah. the most powerful emperor ever known, but is powerless to stop the lethal excesses of the religious juggernaut he has created. Yeah. Although 61 hmm. billion people have perished, Paul's prescient visions indicate that this is far from the worst possible outcome for humanity. Motivated by this knowledge, Paul hopes to set humanity on a course that will not inevitably lead to stagnation and destruction. While at the same time acting as ruler of the empire and focal point of the Fremen religion, yeah. Huh. I don't remember. Huh. I don't remember it being that like that he he has taken over the entire universe already. I didn't actually remember that. Hmm. Now now I want to read this book. Oh, we're definitely gonna gonna have to read. Yeah. The, the second book. Uh. Anyway. Uh, I want to talk specifically about more of the the acting in general. Yes. Uh, and because uh, I feel like. I don't know if it's, it's directing, writing, or acting, but Timothy Chalamet overdid it at times. Yes, um, the the outbursts were yes, but they're... specifically in the beginning uh, when he and his mother are having like a calm discussion about something, and then all of a sudden he shouts, yeah, one sentence, and then they're quiet again. It's like, hold up, what just happened? Well, that is <laughs> that is kind of in the book. Sure, but it felt weird on screen. I know. I, th- I think the thing is that he is he is supposed to be in control of his emotions, but then you know they come out in bursts in the in yeah. the book. But yeah, in the movie that becomes him just talking like this regularly, and then he shouts a couple of words, and then he goes back. Yeah, there, you they need did that to have in the like David Lynch a, version a, as well, and it just feels weird. Sure. Yeah, you need to have a visual like build. Up I, know, I know. I know. I know. It doesn't have to be him like starting to speak louder or something, but you need to have. They had facial reactions or something like something, yeah. clenching his fists or whatever. Yeah. Something needs to happen physically for us to notice, oh, oh, something's going to happen. That, you can't just shout. Yeah, <laughs> and that could have been a nice uh, leaning because I, I get the feeling his like emotional outburst comes from his Harkonnen uh, lineage, Probably. his Harkonnen blood. To have him, yeah, like to almost hint at because that comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. In the book as well. Yes. Um, to have yeah hints and I have these emotions I can't control. I don't know why. Yeah, and you see him like, but no, yeah, yeah. And there's like, why is this happening? Oh, that's what yeah. actually happens. But no, they don't do that. I guess they don't want to change things from the book, though. That's it. I guess that's it. Yeah, but like adding him, like I don't know, squinting to look more angry. That's that's all you needed, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like have him squint for like two sentences before he actually screams, you know? Yeah, it's, it's small. Sure. Um, but other than that, no. Zendaya as well has. She was um, really good. I you. She I'm, was really good. I'm usually not a fan of her because she kind of plays the same character all the time. Yes. Here she does as there well. Hints, kind of the same character. Exactly. There's a hint of her still being, you know, MJ. Oh yeah. <laughs> basically. And uh, in this, the girl from uh, the black and white movie, whatever it's called. Uh, Malcolm and Marie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what it's little else, whole, you know, Euphoria, the same, you know. It's the whole being, um, being the partner. She's never the main character. Euphoria, she is obviously the main character, but there's a lot of main characters in that one. Um, and she still has this, this very juvenile way about her. She still feels like a teenager somehow. Yeah. 
in Dune, she does start off being a little bit more of a teenager. And she's always again. She's always very standoffish. She always seems to yes. dislike everyone around her. Yes. Especially the she's main not character. Supposed to in this one. Yeah, exactly. She's supposed to be like enthralled by him immediately. Yeah. Almost like she's drawn sure, by him have... by the galaxy, by the universe. You know. Yeah, we have small moments of them being yeah. just lovey-dovey, obviously. Yeah. But it's not enough, and I don't remember it in a book. I re- I, I remember she being like annoyed that he's gonna marry um, uh, Princess Irulan or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I. I think she at least stays and she's like yeah whatever as long as i'm still your wife yes kind of thing uh, and that's once again i think that is where they have changed the writing um f- to fit a modern audience yeah because she's she's very inactive in the original in the original story yes she's basically just his fucking arm candy more or less basically. i mean she's in the fighting and all that but we don't focus on that sure um, no, in this in this one, she's portrayed as the strong, independent woman. Yeah, which which I understand why because the book is the book is very of its time. Oh yes, I mean I mean the the prophecy, the one that will bring balance to the force, is just a guy <laughs> with the same powers yes. as hundreds of other people. But because he's a guy, he's much stronger than them. He it is even worse. He's he's just a guy with the same powers as women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So because the only difference is that he's a man, so he's better. Yeah. I can see why they wanted to change that. Not all women, but a lot of women. Uh, Yes, I understand. I understand wanting to have a strong female as well. Because Jessica, as as, as much as she is strong, she's also very conniving. You kind of need to have this, you know, just strong girl. You don't need to have someone being... Yeah, because Jessica is not evil, but she's scheming. Yeah, she's bad. Yes, and that's not a positive... No, exactly. um, You got to have a... A positive role, role model. model. Yeah. Yeah. However, Chani loses a little bit of herself in that, and and it kind of it it's it's jarring almost. Yeah. How standoffish she is. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's always my problem with Zendaya. I think that's partly yes, her acting. And that might be because it's Zendaya. It might not be one hundred percent the script. I think it's that they changed a little both, bit. but I know because. I've had the same problem with her in other roles as well. Yeah. She's good, but there's just this, this, like... Might be why they chose her, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, 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 yeah, probably. But I, I could have seen... I can't think of an actress off the top of my head that could have replaced her, but I feel like the role would have been slightly different if they chose another actress. That's not saying she's bad. It's just no. she has this aura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. kind of changes the character a little could bit. Could you recast her with someone? Like I said, I can't off the top of my head think of an actress that would fit. Because she does fit, like, description-wise. She looks very much the role. Yeah. Yes. Um, She fits in with the whole uh, Fremen people. Very good. Yeah. And, and she is a great actress. She's but she good. needs... She's typecast. She needs to try new things. And yeah. Something else. Well, this is slightly different she's more of an action it should have been but it's not 100 no yeah, I, know, I know what you mean different yeah. that's the issue the only name that pops up in my head and i don't even know if she's a good fit is ao edibiri do you know who that is i don't even know who that is no did you watch uh the bear the tv show i watched like the first two episodes oh you know the the new chef that comes in uh the the, the black uh, girl yeah yeah that's a. I think that's her, right? Ayo, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Sydney, yeah. Sydney, yes, exactly. Maybe. Maybe. I haven't seen enough of her to know, but No, I'm just thinking, because she's kind of happening right now, mainly because of the bear and other stuff, so I think maybe that's, they could have cast her. Because it does feel like they did, yeah, they cast Zendaya, because, you know, she's a good actress and whatever, but But they also cast very popular at the time. A lot of the actors in this are just popular. I mean, they're all good. They they all work. No one feels miscast. No, no, no. But, but they're they're very big names to put on a yeah. poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially the younger ones. Yes. Uh, yeah. This wouldn't. I don't think this would have been as big if it wasn't Timothy Chalamet and uh, Zendaya. That's a no. big draw for for part of yes. the audience. Yes. It, that was specifically for part one and for part two. Adding then Austin um, Butler, Austin Butler, and uh, uh, Florence Pugh is. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, very smart. <laughs> yeah, Florence Pugh, who's in like ten minutes of the movie. If I even. wanted so much more of her in general. Like, first of all, I like the character of Princess Zero. Yeah, I mean, she's so interesting. Yeah, and then also having Florence Pugh play her. My God, I want like an entire movie just with her. <laughs> Maybe we'll get that if we, you know, get the sequels. Maybe we'll get enough of her. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> also, I wanted more of uh, Lady Margot Margot Fenring. Um, the uh, Ben yeah. who who uh, hangs out with the Harkonnen Harkonnen Harkonnen. That that's a character I don't really remember from the book. I remember the I recognize the name because she is in the book, right? Oh yes, yeah. but I couldn't remember the whole right. the, you know securing the bloodline is most definitely in the book. No, but I don't remember what role she plays later. That's the thing. I think she has more to say uh, in that whole uh, end battle. Yeah. And more scheming with the Bene Gesserit around all of that. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's so which much is more. Seeing a little bit as well. There's so much more scheming in the book. All yes, the plans need, within plans. There's, there's more of the outside things that are not Paul Atreides centered. Yeah. The, there's more of Princess Iridan. There's more of of the Emperor and and the Bene Gesserit in general. Them having all of their own separate little plans and and I think we get more of a like. We get more insight on all of the versions of Paul that they're sort of planned. Yeah, yeah. All the other bloodlines that they are like planning on maybe one day bringing out the Kwisak Hadarak. Kwisak Hadarak. Yeah. See it. Um, there's more of a discussion around maybe Feidrauta was supposed to be. Yeah, that I don't remember from the book that he was supposed to be maybe be the Kwisak Hadarak. I remember it vaguely, but I, I I'm confused because I don't think they mention if his mother is Bene Gesserit. Yeah. So maybe he's more of a messiah because he's not actually born specifically to a Bene Gesserit mother and then planned to be um, messiah. Yeah. He's actually developed into a person that could be messiah. Basically, I'm gonna call it messiah instead of Kwisak Haderach because it's harder to say. Lisan <laughs> Al Yeah. Um, because I remember that being like kind of like a, a little of a twist, kind of like with the Harry Potter books, where technically Neville Longbottom could have been the chosen one. Oh, really? Yes, because he has the same. There's there's so many similarities to their childhood, and there's just one thing that changes it, and it's <laughs> okay. that Voldemort decides to go to his parents' house first instead of Neville Longbottom's house. Oh, okay. Oh, well, basically, I I pulled up trivia for for the movie. Uh, spe- speaking of uh, Austin Butler as Fedra, by the way, he was great. 
Oh, yes. A little one Fantastic. note, but the character is one note. But he was yes, awesome exactly. in the role. Yes. Um, do you know who... He looked the part. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Much better than Sting. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, um, do you know who else... Uh, um, uh, was was in the running f- for to, to play Ralpha? No, Ty Sheridan, which I think could have done a good job. He's not as yeah. tall, but he could have done a good job. But yeah. the second choice, though, I guess third choice after Austin Butler, Harry Styles, and that you see, that's where we get back to the casting who's popular, not who's good yeah. for the role. Because no offense to Harry Styles, he's a terrible actor. <laughs> not terrible, he's a bad actor. He's not an actor. No, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, oh, here was here was two other. Okay, so they I guess they were they were really looking at all the popular young actors because another, another trivia here is um, considered for the role of Fade Out. I was also Bill Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. Could have worked or fucking worked. Barry Keegan or Keoghan. Now that could have worked. I don't know if he because he's work. so weird. He's like a Dune character for in real life. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. That kind of weird. I don't know, man. If he if he acts, I don't know if he can play that 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 calm, chaotic. He's more chaotic. chaotic. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but uh, it, let's say this: this it would have been interesting to see his uh, rendition of Fade Alpha. Sure, <laughs> maybe it's not right. But I don't but think it. That, no, it wouldn't have been right. There, there's another one where uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, described Fade Out the Harkonnen as a cross between a psychopathic killer, an Olympic swordmaster, a snake, and Mick Jagger. <laughs> the Mick Jagger part, I don't no. remember from the book, so to speak, but it does not um, ring a bell when you look at the movie, the uh, the older movie. No. Oh yeah. Um, and he definitely did not really put that into this movie, which I appreciate because that would have been weird <laughs> to me yes he is a, a psychopathic killer and uh, uh olympic sword master and a bit of a snake yes sure, yeah um but i don't know other than that no <laughs> Barry Ke- all the other casts i think were pretty much perfect yeah i didn't i didn't know that christopher walken was gonna play the emperor i completely missed that yeah he's barely he in the on trailer. the poster or am i just blind mm, i don't know he, no he's not on the poster no but he's in the trailer for like a it's, second yeah i didn't really look at the trailer yeah, okay. to be honest i went oh part two good we're watching that <laughs> yeah for some reason though they put um uh chani's friend on the poster uh, yeah uh, why what why is she, yeah <laughs> i don't remember her character from the book at all no um, she doesn't really play a big part here, except for being someone who just voices a bit of like Descent. he can't be the messiah kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think I think everyone's really good. I think Dave Bautista got got to express more of what he did from the first movie, and I really like that. I I am f- famously, infamously, infamously not a fan of him as an actor. Me neither. Uh, but I, I like him was, in this role. I thought he was very boring in this. He's just, uh, oh. I'm just jelly big man all the time. <laughs> sure. But we got to see more of the cowardness. In yeah, I, yeah, sure. That's more like the, once again, all the good stuff is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> all the character stuff in this, is in this movie. This is, this is his best role, but he does play a lot of the big, bouldering, screaming guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
better in this one because there's a little bit more of a nuance to it. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this movie. No, uh... I think no. There's one thing I I want to talk about the settings a little bit. No, I feel like they made the sieges a little bit too grandiose. Yes, they feel more like you said more intimate. In the book, in, in yeah. the book, yeah. Even though they're supposed to have this like um, the this this giant lake basically with you know the water of life. Yeah, but that's um, that's it for the big part. The rest is just like holes to yes. be living. It's also supposed to be more organic. Yeah. In this one, the the whole the big lake that they call that that it is, is so square. It looks like a pool. And man made. Yeah. Yeah. It is man made. It's supposed to be in my the way I saw it at least, it was supposed to be more organic. A just lake. like a a lake in a cave that time had hollowed out, yeah. basically. Yeah, definitely. And, but and it, it kind it, of it, it it aligns with the style of the movie, so I understand why they made it that way. Yes, but I also wanted that contrast. Yeah, because you're supposed to have because that's one thing that the for, for the first part really did well was um, showing the different styles of the houses and the planets. Yeah. Um, and my God, were they gorgeous? Yeah. In this one, we're supposed to see more of the desert and the natural. Habitats, yeah. so to speak. But there was a lot of... Sure, there were a lot of natural... I mean, there was so much sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much sand. Um, but I don't know. The sea just, just didn't feel... Right. I, it wasn't a problem no. for me, I gotta say. Not really a problem, no. But it, it just... I don't know. It also didn't feel as orange as it should be. Everything was just pale instead. <laughs> yeah, but but that yeah, cause cause uh, that's the thing. If you look, but I think it's because the posters are very orange. Yes, th- but that's the thing. Uh, the first movie is very pale, like sand looking. If you yeah. look at the poster, if you compare the posters, um, yes. and that movie feels more like it's bright, it's pale, um, it's all very sandstone, very beige. Yeah. While everything you see from before we saw the movie. Even though how the movie starts is all this super deep orange look from the poster. The first yes. scene in the movie when they're but they're when they're supposed to bury Jamis or whatever, get him back to the siege. Yeah. It's all like that orange like, oh, so this is gonna change the color palette from the first movie? But then it becomes uh same pale sand yes. look. So it just throws you off a little. <laughs> I don't know why they went for the super orange look the, on the poster. Because it's not really no. in the movie. No. no. Oh, that also needs to be mentioned. The black and white on the Harkonnen home planet. Fantastic. But I didn't understand. Amazing. Gorgeous. Is that in the book? Yes. It is. Because they mentioned the black sun, like, making everything devoid of color. Oh, okay. Because that's also one of these I don't remember. Okay. Oh, my God. And it was perfectly executed. It looks so awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, definitely. Those scenes on the home planet, uh, the Harkonnen home planet, is... Yeah, is even more uh, of the uh, the first movies like perfection to when it comes to the visuals. Yeah, fucking loved it. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's let's you know. I said I don't have much more to say about it, but no, I do. Because <laughs> like I said in the yes. beginning, I, I it feels like I've been not shitting on the movie, but not really talking about like oh my god how great it is. Even though I said in the beginning, I really loved it. 
because we've talked a lot about differences from the book, uh, yeah, and and the fact that it's just like not a complete movie once again, even though this is more a complete movie, but yes, um, but I gotta say, what what really what really won me over, um, is of course attention to detail and all that. And, yes. you know, moments where just like, yeah, that's like in the book. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot more <laughs> yeah. of that in this one because more stuff happens. But also just um, the 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 visceral like feeling of or experience this movie was. Um, we don't have we don't have the what is it called? The 4DX theaters here in Sweden when, you know, where the chairs move and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, no. but we saw this in IMAX. Which is the closest we have, yeah. To, like, and it was, it was. You, you even mentioned that it feels like they had turned up the volume for this screening. Oh yes. Than other movies. Certain sounds made made the entire like theater vibrate. Yes, I was gonna say because the music, much like in the first movie, is a lot of vibrations because of vibrations. This book yes. calls forth Shaihulud. Yes. Um. Uh. So yeah, there are so many moments where you know. Where the music didn't just accentuate the feelings of the scene, they literally made you shake. Like, yes. it's just Bwah! feeling. Or the scene, yeah. uh, which came much earlier in the movie than I thought it would, where 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 Paul is supposed to tame a sandworm, yes. or ride a sandworm, or whatever. And my God, that was an awesome scene. Like, yes. it was so... It was so exciting. It was like it was like a great action sequence, you know. It felt like an adventure mm-hmm. movie, uh, like an old school adventure movie. And him hanging on, and, and they had these like locked down Christopher Nolan shots, uh, even though they also had the big Denis Villeneuve sweeping shots. But they had these locked down yes. shots on the worm as he was like climbing, and you could see the worm turn and him turning closer to the sand and everything. It was so amazing. And then just got up, and then at the music swelled, and you heard the. Again, it's just like, yeah. oh my god! As everyone stood up, that was the greatest scene in the movie. Yes. Holy shit! Definitely, yes. And that's when I was like, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The only sound I missed was the, um, um, which I, when I rewatched the first part, I I think I didn't like clock it. But because we mentioned when the, the Harkonnen army is kind of assembled, there's this dude who yeah, that, speaks. Yeah, that, that I wanted more of that, though, in this, but I don't know where they could have fit it in. <laughs> they do have it in the beginning, because in the... Yeah, but, like, more pronounced. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, but that's just... Yeah, I don't know, because in the first movie, it's it opens with dreams are... It's the quote. Dreams are visions of the future or something. Something yeah. like that, yeah. And then it's and it is made by one of those guys who goes yeah and you're like oh okay so that must be some sort of ancient thing but that's just a guy who's like hyping the Sardaukar on whatever planet yeah. that is and this movie opens with a quote as well which I don't remember I don't remember what it opens with no and it sounds like it's supposed to be the same voice but not really yeah so I don't know what the point is of having it in that language which never shows up or has any point in the rest of this movie yeah I don't know I just wanted more of it because yeah. it sounds fucking awesome <laughs> the turning of the hands so it's so yeah. ooh, I like that the lot of the movie was core. in Fremen no, no, not, not in English yes I don't know if they were speaking like a real language or like some sort of made up version of 
No idea. I know it's like inspired by Arabic, but in the book, there's only English. They say they speak other yes. languages, but it's all in English. Yeah, they don't write they, it out. They, yeah, there's no like elf, elvish language. like in, in Lord of the Rings. No, because that would have been annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm wondering like, because like I said, it sounds like Arabic or Middle Eastern, oh, yeah, but very, I don't know. It's very Arabic. Arabic? Arabic. <laughs> Arabic. Uh, Middle Eastern in general, um, like yeah, doesn't desert, say... you know, the Sahara kind of area. Yeah, let's see if it says anything. I didn't find anything in the trivia's. No, Ooh. certain words sounded a lot like it, but I don't think it's actually um, For... um a language. I think it's a made up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I just saw a random, random uh, uh, comment or a random trivia that I don't understand why, and it just baffled me a little bit. Many, many fans objected to the white actor Christopher Walken playing a role pre- previously played by a Hispanic and an Italian. Yeah. Um, but despite the character's name, the novels do not identify Miss Hispanic, Italian, or Middle Eastern. No. Oh. Yeah, I don't. It was the same thing. People were kind of. I remember. It's because you have to be outraged. You can't just think something is good. There has to be something you think is outraging. Because in the first yeah. movie, I know they... they uh, Some people were complaining that... Oh, yeah, they're really trying to make this more of a... Because um, uh, the perspective in the first movie, at least part of it, is that uh, this is the... you know, um, This is basically the story of colonization, and we see it from the perspective of people being colonized. You know, Native Americans yeah. or here Fremen... But yes. the Fremen aren't a people. They just picked any actor with brown skin, basically. They could be oh, yeah. African American, could any be Spanish, shade of not white. whatever Zendaya <laughs> is, uh, you know. And they were like, yeah. so so basically, everyone that's not white is just the same person. People were complaining about that. Like, yeah, but sh- whatever. Shut up. You know, doesn't matter. And yeah, no. with with the emperor. They don't. They don't ever. Ex- they don't ever discuss his um his uh, his race or skin color in the book. No. They just picked some guy for the other movies and, and TV shows. Yeah, it's, it's not like they're whitewashing case, the role because he never was white or brown. Was, he was just the emperor. They never mention skin color in the book. Yeah, they mention the fremen being darker, darker because you know sunburn <laughs> because they're out in the sun. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And they mentioned a lot of eye colors, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and in this case, Christopher no- Christopher Nolan, no, Christopher Walken and um, uh, 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 Florence Pugh need to be family, so they need to have certain similarities. Yeah. I guess. That's about it. Yeah. That's that's though. If you want to talk about someone being wasted, not not wasted, but you know, being not not <laughs> utilized. <potential. laughs> uh yes. Fucking. Uh, Christopher Walken. He had nothing to do in this movie. Yes. Like, Him and Princess Irulan are supposed to have more screen time. Yes. I just they they just need more screen time, and it's it's such a shame. Like I said, I wanted like an entire movie with just their like their little yeah, but just their household basically. Yeah. Could have thrown in some more Ben and Jesuit stuff in there as well, because obviously they work a lot with them. That would have been so interesting. But then we're. You want to make a spin-off? I want that. <laughs> but that's the thing. Then, then we're getting dangerously close to like, yeah, they're gonna do too many movies. You can't, you can't, oh, know, you can't know, adapt the entire book. That would be like 
12 hours. I know. I just, ugh. <laughs> that part of the book is so I, interesting. I know, it and is. Those characters and are that's so the whole thing. Because the, the book really deals with themes, not only of like religious themes and, and, and a bit of, you know, uh, there's the, the hero's journey is like the big adventure thing. But yeah. it deals also with, you know, yeah, religion and religious zealotry and the dangers of, of, of religion. But it also deals a lot with the politics of the situation. There's a yes. lot of, even more in the second book, there's almost no politics in this. It's all focused on nope. the religious aspects of the story. But it's because they're, they're choosing to look at it from the Paul perspective. Yeah, basically. but that's 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 why I think it's kind of hard to... That's why I said, uh, I guess 20 minutes ago now, I was like, I don't have much else <laughs> to say about it because... So much of what's, the, I mean, the plot of the book is there, but yes. the, a lot of the story from the book is not there. No, because that's all the politics around that everyone else talks about, yeah. not Paul, yeah. that he's not involved with. Exactly. And that's, I can understand why you have to focus it more, because once again, a movie is a much more, we've talked about this, it's a much more focused experience than a book. Yes. So I understand why. But yeah, I I'm, do I'm miss gonna... a lot of the politicking because that's a lot of fun. I'm going to say something blasphemous <gasps> here. Okay. But imagine if HBO produced a series on this instead. Could have worked. Holy shit. Yeah. Like House of the Dragons. Yeah, with a, yeah, I was going to say, with a Game of Thrones budget. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you need that budget. Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been fascinating. And I'm not usually, I mean, I love, I like series, uh, but I do prefer movies. I like it short yeah. and size. Um, but I think I think this might have benefited from being because you could have had all of it twelve hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because it is there are a lot of similarities to the whole politics and shit like you have in in Game of yeah. Thrones in general. Yeah. With you know the different houses in this case different. Well, no, their houses, houses here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could have had more of the uh, Atreides history being told because we don't get a lot enough of that as well even though they mention it in the first part there's more history to be told yeah um to again explain why leto is the way he is and then why paul becomes who he is yeah you could have more of the harkonnens story and understand more of their personas and therefore how paul becomes more what of what he is yeah and again, you could have had more of the sieges and Chani and, and the domestic life. Oh my god, it could have had so much more. Yeah. Again, though, I'm happy there's movies. Oh yeah, sure. I don't know. If you want to make six hours, then why not just make it 12? And also, <laughs> you know? we should have said this because I think a lot of people turn this off when we start talking about spoilers. We should have mentioned it. Uh, like just like in a, in a, to, to sum it up, I think this was a great movie. This is like an 8 out of 10 oh, yeah. for me. Much better yeah, than the first movie. Pretty much. Um, well, yeah, because there's more happening. Yeah, so like I said, uh, I mean, we 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 kind of picked it apart a lot, but that's because because of the book. But as a movie, I thought it was a great experience. Yes, it was fun, yes, exciting, definitely. dramatic. It had everything, really. Yeah, it was. But that's the issue when you have source material. Yeah, you're gonna compare it. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this was an original idea, oh my, oh my god. god, yes. That's also. <laughs> I was. I was thinking of that. Like, imagine if, imagine if we had something, but then they wouldn't. Maybe wouldn't dare to put this much money into making it. No. I mean, the budget for for the first movie was one hundred and sixty five million, uh, and then this one probably cost as much. 
if not more. Um, because there's more actors. Hundred and ninety million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So they've spent like all um, yeah, three three hundred and fifty million dollars, and that's the just reported budget. So it's probably close to like four hundred four hundred fifty sure. million dollars on these two movies. They would never spend that much on a movie where they weren't sure there was a built-in audience. Because here they knew, yeah. we have an audience, we have the Dune heads, you know. Um, Even though, surprisingly, they did the, this little thing in the theater when we watched it, where they asked two questions yeah. to the audience, and you could win, like, I don't know, if it was a bag of popcorn or something. No. <laughs> so many who did not actually know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the question was, when was the book published? And then when did the first movie come out? And a lot of people said, 2021! Yeah. Like, no! The uh, first movie, yeah. <laughs> they should have specified though yeah, and said the David Lynch um, movie. The David Lynch yeah. movie. Um, but even that, I thought more people, more of the nerds, would be like, "Yeah, I know exactly." Like straight ahead. No, no, we had like five or six wrong answers before we got the <laughs> yeah. right one. Yeah, you had one guy say, to, uh, uh, "No, not yeah, 1964." Like, no, wrong. And the next guy was like, "1964." Like, no, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> then sixty-five. Which I knew, of course. Of course you did. I told you. We never raise our hands. No. It's, you know, it's kind of annoying. I, we already had popcorn. Yeah. Which, for once, took ages to eat up. Yeah. Yeah. It almost Because <laughs> the movie was the actually movie. exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, my drink lasted like two hours. That never happens. <laughs> um, that just proves the movie was fucking good. Yes. However. Uh, Another Yeah. I, 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 uh, we were talking about... Um, uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that they, they, they would never spend as much money on a movie they weren't oh, yeah, no. sure was going to make money back. However, uh, in, in, in a very strange move, the, the, the second movie was never... It wasn't like... It wasn't a sure thing before the first movie came out. No. They said, like, based on how well the se- the first movie does, you know, we're going to greenlight the second one. It was greenlit, like, immediately. Oh, yeah, like, four days after the premiere. But I gotta say... <laughs> the US release. I gotta say, the first movie, while it made a lot of money, it did not make, like... Because usually nowadays, like, if you don't make a billion dollars, you're kind of a flop. Or yeah. around, like, six, seven hundred million. This made only <laughs> 435 million dollars. <laughs> yeah. But on a but oh so, sorry the first movie sorry the first movie we don't know yes. this one yet but that is on a budget of 165 million which is probably closer to 200 million yeah. um so yeah that was and, and usually they don't count it as a success unless you double your budget so yeah they just made it yeah I understand though that like so they because you couldn't say like no you didn't make a billion dollars you don't get to make part two of Dune like. They understood that you have to finish the story now that we at least yes. broke even and made some money, you know. Yeah. I mean, had it flopped, then sure, they wouldn't yeah, have. Which they wouldn't have. Yeah, you know what? Because when I heard they were going to cut up in two parts and the, f- the the fate of the second rested on the success of the first one, I was so angry. I think it also plays into why I don't like the first movie. I think it's such an idiotic idea. Yeah. It worked, thank God. Yes, it worked out but perfectly well. But it didn't. It would have been the exactly. one of the greatest the, like the, the, cinematic uh, blasphemies of all time. Oh, we have half a Dune movie now. Thanks. Yeah. God damn. Uh, however, we talked about now um, 
them definitely hinting at continuing to 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 um adapt the other books expand the universe yeah. uh, nothing is like there's nothing planned what it no. says here at least on wikipedia i'm sure you could read a bunch of articles about it but potential third no. film Villeneuve has expressed interest in making a third film based on dune messiah saying that its possibility depends on the success of dune part two. Oh, okay I mean, we do have on IMDb uh, Dune Part 3 in development. Oh, okay. Oh, they but can't call it, it Dune also Part has... 3. They have to call it Dune Messiah. Yeah, they call. They also have, like, only Denis Villeneuve and uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. Because... Like, there's nothing else. That's all they because, have. Yeah, they've oh, not... and, and someone wrote Dune Part 3 on a black background with, like, the <laughs> Yeah, of course. However, I'm sorry, but that's not showing that they're actually no exactly. <laughs> they have, and this seems to be a, like it says it's upcoming. So they have, yeah, it's it's done or they have they started with uh, a TV show called Dune Prophecy, which I guess is based on the Sisterhood of Dune, which is yeah, it's one of those like spin-off books, yeah, written by uh, Frank Herbert's son. It's gonna. Right. And that is. Uh, it's the first book. It's the first book in the Great Schools of Dune prequel trilogy. Oh, right. The prequels. That's prequels, right? Which itself right. is equal to their Legends of Dune trilogy. Jesus Christ. Uh, and it's about. Yeah. Bene Gesserit. That's the sister. Duh. So, yeah. They're, they're doing a Dune verse now. There's gonna be spin off yeah. TV shows and. Uh, I'm not happy with that. I'm. They should just focus on cautiously excited. Yeah, but then it's not going to be the same thing as the books. Maybe I get more of what I want. No. So, I haven't read the rest of the books yet, though. So I mean, I don't know yet. I'm gonna, like I said, I mentioned it before. uh, I've been in a reading slump for years. I'm kind, kind of getting out of it right now because I'm. I've started reading like novellas and short stories just to kind of warm up. I really want to reread the first book and the second book and then actually finish the, the rest of the books. I have the third one. I've never even opened it. <laughs> um, now, I'm, now I'm excited to do that again. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yes, now, we're going to wrap yeah. it up here. I just um, want to mention, because we do have a meta score for this one. It's like 80, Yeah, the right? first movie had like a 76 or 77, which was pretty high. And I was like, no. This one has an 80, which is very high when it comes to meta score. I think it's deserving of it, though. Yeah, I haven't rated it yet on my Letterboxd. Me neither, but I'm, this is, for me, this is a, f- it's a yeah, 4 to 5. Yeah, five. it's 8 out, 8 out of 10. Maybe, no, it's not. Because as much as I enjoyed this, and as much as it looks like, like, you know, big classic movie, I don't get that feeling from this. Like, this is going to become a future, like, classic. Like, one of the no. masterpieces of cinema that they talk about no. in the future. This feels no, too much not. pop culture movie. It's yeah. not a bad thing. I'm just, I don't, I don't no. feel, I don't feel that classic cinema feeling about this movie. Except for the sandworm scenes. <laughs> So yeah, this I, is for, I, for, and that's that's really where it goes from, you know, four to four and a half or five for me. So this is a yeah. four to five for me. I gave part one four and a half. I know, I know. You were so sold on. I remember that our discussion. 
you were but again that was initial yeah you were very you were very taken aback by uh the yeah the the scale of it all i remember that yes ah it's fine (laughs) uh but yes that's it for today (laughs) right oh yeah it is it is it is so we will yeah so this is this coming out today the 26th Yes. Because, you know, because they premiered it on a Monday, and we don't want to... We accidentally were able to watch it early. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Actually, on Wednesday, it's supposed to premiere. So... Yeah, yeah, this is technically the... It comes out on the Patreon day, but this is also the free episode that comes out on Saturday. We'll see if we um, have something for you on Saturday, but... This is it for this week, otherwise. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, it got weird. You, you're gonna yep. have to talk to Warner Brothers about that releasing a movie like that. Yeah. So um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode anyway. <laughs> Until then, have a good one. Bye. The spoiler cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vidin and hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vidin. Executive producer is Annika Vidin. I also want to give a huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Mom, Dad, Christopher Belén, Daniel Gaiso, Mac and Mom, Laura Kinney, CK85.